Welcome to the season finale of Living the Life podcast for season four. I know I promised to have this season finale two weeks ago because it ties into the conversation I wanted to have for my listeners, but life events and just work got in the way, but it's all right because the season for Living the Life podcast typically starts from November to June. So we're still in June and so it's still perfect. This is how I view life. If no one died and it can be fixed, it's so perfect. So thank you so much for sticking it out with me all throughout episode one to episode 67 of the podcast. Um, this is really exciting because a lot has happened since the inception of this podcast. Um, if you're not aware, I did launch a fitness conversation podcast that comes out every Sunday, and that one runs from May to um, October, uh, which is great. It gives me that break that I need before I start back the Living the Life podcast. There are two separate podcasts. This Living the Life podcast is focused on productivity, career, work advice, starting a small business, financially getting yourself capable to meet your goals financially. So this is a whole different podcast, whereas Fit Talk is about um, natural bodybuilding, fitness advice, things that has worked that have worked for me in the fitness environment. Um, and that one is very short advice every Sunday for about 15 minutes or less. So go check it out. I absolutely love it. I've been working on the sound quality. As you all know, that has always been my bane of existence. <laughs> but with all things that you start, it's not going to be perfect. So you just have to keep pushing through. And it just warms my heart that since the beginning of this particular podcast and now I feel myself a lot more confident and comfortable having conversations that um, my scared old self would be too scared to even you know talk about four years ago so I'm really excited like I said thank you to everyone who has who have stuck it out or has wait (laughs) it's at that time of the year where like my grandma is like slowly flying out the window and I'm thinking about millions of things all at once but it's okay you get the point so I appreciate my listeners please um, subscribe on Apple Amazon Spotify rate give me feedback check out the new email Waneka creates Waneka Tessie creates at gmail.com so that is my Waneka Tessie creates at gmail.com send me feedback let me know what you're loving about the podcast what you love to see differently with our guests that are coming on um, for the fall season which would make it season five I am so excited so that would mean it's run almost five years can you believe it it goes by so fast um, maybe about four and a half I'll say four 
for three months, four years, three months. So, you know, I like to exaggerate that it's almost going to be five years, which is really cool. But anyway, thank you for joining me for the season finale of this podcast. Now, what I wanted this podcast episode to be about is actually around um, recent graduates, right? So my recent graduate college students, I know this is some scary times for you, especially with the way the economy is looking. It just seems like the gas prices are doing these like yo-yo dances where it's like $5 one day, then it creeps down to $3.99, then it goes back to $4.50. It's like everything is just like going everywhere, and nowhere. And it's it's very scary. And I'm putting my mind back to when I was a college student about to graduate. And I don't know that I had the same fears at that time. But I I was also aware that um, I wasn't sure if I was going to get the right job with what is really the right job? What is that? Is there like a dictionary that says there's a right job? I, I don't know. On the other side, I don't know that there's a right or wrong job. I just think there's honest work and you put your best effort and that's all you can do. So for my um, recent graduates of college, here are some things that I think that I would love to impress upon you um, that's going to help you with your career and your productivity and your goal setting. All right. Rule number one. I need you to just gather all your fears, take a deep breath and realize that everyone has done all these things that you're doing with all the fears that you have and they've managed to come to the other from the other side. And so it is possible. I do not want you to panic. I do not want you to give up. I do not want you to become overwhelmed with all that's happening. So just always keep that in the back of your mind. Other people have done this. So you can do it and you got this, right? But another thing I want to mention is when you find yourself looking at jobs that you want or jobs that are happening, I want you, and I know I shouldn't give this advice because parents out there are just saying, you know, I want them to get a job and, you know, work hard, start a family, whatever, whatever parents tell their kids these days, I don't know. Um, But I want you to know And I want you to be okay that the first job you get out of the college might not be your only job. You might need two, three more jobs or two, three more, five. I don't know. However, number, there's no number on the jobs you got to get to get to that job that you feel like, okay, this is the one I can tolerate. And this is the one that can feed either myself or my family. Or it's the job that's going to help me plan for that um, future with a house and kids, whatever that future looks like for you, I want you to just have it in your mind that the first job you get might not necessarily take you into the rainbows and clouds of um, your forever and your future. (laughs) Um, I feel like if I had had that information, I would have had less anxiety graduating college. Like I just felt like there was so much writing on making sure that with the minimal things that I was able to accomplish by myself, that I also found a job that could take me to infinity and beyond. That's what I was praying for. And of course, I knew that wasn't going to happen, like realistically. And it took several careers, maybe 
I'll say two career changes because I started out in banking, then I went into like some kind of like um, appraisal thing. That one I did not favor. I but I wasn't banking for many many years. Okay, so I started in retail, went into banking, and now I am in education, which I absolutely love. I love the education and mentoring part of it, so I do a lot of that now. Now, I don't think my head would have been on straight to do that when I was younger. I think now that I've gotten all the goals that I wanted and um, all the things that I need, like a, a home and, you know, some investment going down, I'm a little bit more chill and moved into pursuing helping kids full time and mentoring. So um I'm giving you my advice and what has led me to this part so that you can calm down and not freak out the same way I did. Because when I tell you I was so stressed beyond imagination, I can't even imagine what kids are going through today. So my heart goes out to you. Just keep that in mind that it might take a few more jobs or career changes before you get to that job that you feel like, okay, I love it. I'm doing good for the community or if you're like someone who just loves making money my prayer is that you find that job or career where you're just making loads of money because some people are driven by that and they love that so there's nothing wrong with that as long as you're not harming anyone you know more power to you and my prayer is that you find it and you find it soon but if you are a college student and you are done and you're looking for jobs and you're just like you're knocking on wood and every every place you seem to apply they are not opening the doors for you and not because it's you particularly it's just the job market is crapshoot at the moment this is an advice i would i would take this to the grave i am not a stalker i don't have time to stalk people i don't have time to um, follow up if someone doesn't have um, about you know a flowy conversation I just don't that's not my deal like I I don't know how people make time for that I, I can't and I don't right but if you are able to and you know where I'm going with this this is the time to put your stalker hat on and stalk these employers and recruiters on LinkedIn like I'm not even gonna lie stalk them to death like m- write your best cover letter or write your best intro to put in their dm or um go to the office like you know if you have a company that you're really fond of i would recommend tailoring your resume and cover letter specific to that look put your foot in the door there's no shame in it in going into the building and saying hey i need a job and these are my qualifications i'm just gonna leave my resume to a HR, whatever, right? Network, make friends there, like talk to people who work there. See if anyone can guide you to the best place to leave your resume or your contact, right? Not saying that the moment you do that, someone is going to say, oh my goodness, we've been looking for you all year round. It may not happen like that. But what I want you to start doing is get comfortable putting yourself out there and saying, hey, look, I'm qualified. I may not have the longevity of experiences, but I have a good head on my shoulders. And these are the reasons I will make a a good asset to your company or your nonprofit, wherever you're going. Put that legwork in. 
stalk the recruiters, <laughs> stalk the employers on LinkedIn um, because there they get so many applications. Can you even imagine? And at some point, I just feel like they're just running through resumes and tossing them because it's so many, right? Um, so you want to do something that lets you stand out. And the best thing is just saying, hey, look, I'm going to go up there myself and say hello, introduce myself. Another thing that I find very reasonably in terms of reasonable, in terms of the job market now is when you are looking for a place to apply or anywhere else, like just any random place that you're telling yourself, okay, I, I may be interested in working here for now, right? Even if it's two years, three years, whatever the case is, I want you to, when you're looking for their job openings, type in specifically, um, what is it called? Hiring events for that employer. See if they are having hiring events in your city or virtual. And this is really important, right? Because sometimes someone like myself, right? I'm a very, very visual person not just visually I can see and decipher for myself what's going on, but I present myself a lot better in expressions that are visual or conversational, right? On paper, if you ever read anything about me, you would think, oh, she's bland. She's like anyone else because it's so like I wasn't raised in an environment where you're taught to talk about yourself and talk about the things that you've done. So some that always is a negative for me whenever I'm approaching someone for networking advice um, event or anything or job hunting. When they look at what I've put on paper is dismal and is the least favorable sometimes amongst all the lavish resumes, right? But when they see me in person, it's like, wow, this person is holds a great conversation blah blah whatever they see in me and it's night and day like whatever I write doesn't reflect the person I am so I have learned the best thing I can do for myself is I need to go to hiring events where you are in front of the recruiters you're in front of whoever is looking for candidates and you're able to approach them in the person that you are and that has been more successful to me than just sending out resumes on um, the job sites because, it, again, and look at someone with my name. Can you imagine? Um, very rarely do, will someone look at that name and say, yeah, that's the one, right? It's, it, it doesn't happen. So sometimes I use Tessie on my resume um, because I found that that tends to have more success and them pulling it. Um, but even if they pull the resume, keep in mind you're still fighting for hundreds of candidates who are just like you or even better. So just pulling your resume doesn't guarantee that it's going to be a second call back. I mean, I've even done video, um, what is it called? Video applications or um, uh, why does the word, where you interviews? Um, for PayPal, where I went all the way to the third round and I still wasn't it. And it's frustrating, very frustrating and sometimes heartbreaking. So I get it. It's 
It is. And um, when you put that much effort and you almost think it's a sure win and then it just fizzles right at the very end and it, it breaks your heart every time. And I think that's also a life lesson. Anything that you think, okay, this maybe I'm not even I'm on I'm now an objective person. I always like to see something might work or it may not work and I keep moving on and life moves on. So if you get to that point where it just seems like you're getting the first interview, the second interview, and it's at the last leg of the interviews, it just fizzles out. I it breaks my heart for you because I know how heartbreaking that is. I I almost want to cry for this new generation of applicants because it hurts. And um, But the thing I always like to say is if you wake up and you have another day, it's another opportunity to do things differently and better. That is what I like to say. So on this season finale of Living the Life podcast, I specifically wanted to talk to um, the current graduates first. Congratulations for graduating with all the world has been tossing at you. I can't even imagine like how numb you must feel now um, to where nothing phases you. Like I'm sure if aliens invade the planet, it's like you've seen some of the worst things happen as you're trying to just graduate college. So congratulations. It's not easy. It's it's not it you you just make the new generation proud, let me just say. I mean, or us millennials, um, quite proud. Um, I always have hope in the new generation coming up. I want them to do better than we did, and that's the way it should be. Um, so congratulations. Don't give up. Don't let anything break your heart so severely that you don't get up the next day to keep pushing through and doing great things. And whenever it seems like you're about to give up and give in to anything that's about to wear you down, just remember there are people that have done everything or the same thing or similar things that you're trying to do and they've accomplished it. They've come out the other side. Pace yourself however long you need to get to that other side. It's up to you and your God and your spirituality and your emotional connection. No one can tell you that timeline. Let me stress that. No one can tell you the timeline of point A of graduating to point whatever of getting your life together. No one can decipher that timeline. Only you, yourself, and whatever spiritual um, capacity you have. Do not let anyone else decide that timeline because you're going to regret it if it's not right. And if you see everyone going at a timeline that you think that should be you doing that, you are going to fall flat on your face because that is not your time. Do not put someone else's time on your timeline. That is what I wanted to talk to you. I almost, I'm teary-eyed, not out of sadness, but because I know how overwhelming it is to be going into this world. Um, But at the same time, I have hope and I know you're going to do just great work. So Thank you for joining me for the season finale of season four of Living the Life podcast. 
Um, continue to check out other podcast episodes. Uh, comment, subscribe, rate, share it with your friends because that's how small content creators like myself continue to grow. And I will see you November for season five of Living the Life podcast.